fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome into the show. Can you believe already it is the middle of the week, the midweek celebration here on the Voice of Reason. And boy, oh boy, the times just get a stranger every single day. Apparently, we just don't care about anybody. Did you know that? I'm not sure if you're old. We just do not care about anybody. We are selfish we are self-centered we are racist we are bigoted we are closed-minded if you're a conservative if you're a limited government individual if you defend liberty for individuals individualism for you to succeed which means that you can help others around you make your community succeed by rising everybody up instead of bringing people to if you believe in that mentality you are the worst person on the face of the earth even when there's a health crisis that revolves around it as well. Hey, welcome into the show. It is The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Wherever you may find us watching or listening, we appreciate you very much. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every single day. I'm telling you, I love the headline on... Drudge Report, which no, I do not get a lot of stuff from Drudge Report any longer, but I do enjoy going there once in a while to see what they have to say. Is the pandemic ever going to end? Is the big headline at the top of the page? No, it's not. No, I can tell you that straight up. No, it is not going to end at all. We're going to have to learn to deal with this because the virus will never go away. You will never be able to eradicate a virus. You'll never be able to be able to make sure that it doesn't uh, float around in the air any longer and for us to be not affected by it in any way, shape or form. I find it hilarious that people actually think that's the case. And as we create more vaccines, we just find more variants that are created because of said vaccines, which is just the normality of a virus trying to stay in existence. When we find a vaccine that stops the strain, then the strain mutates. So that way it can continue to survive in certain hosts, because that's the way that it's a, I don't know if you're aware or not, it's a living organism. And when there's a threat to that said living organism, then it mutates itself and evolves itself in order to sustain life. That's what it does. So try to eradicate it. That's cute. That's awesome. But it ain't going to work. And we just have to learn to deal with that. I don't want to focus a lot on on vaccines and, and uh, COVID and all that garbage today. But it does kind of segue into the perfect topic that we have today that I want to get into in just a minute. Congressman Bob Latta going to be joining us. The 5th Congressional District of Ohio. We'll chat with him at the bottom of the hour in just a little bit. We have some news coming out of Afghanistan. And like usual, we recorded the interview earlier today. And it was about a 20, 25 minute long interview because he always gives us more time than we can handle. And we always love that and appreciate that. He's a super awesome guy. And so we'll play part of the interview on the show today. We'll also upload the extended special feature podcast thereafter so you can listen to the entire show. Then you can get an extra episode listening to the entire interview with Congressman Bob Latta, which I highly, highly recommend today. Because he said some really profound stuff. He is on the Energy Committee, so we talk about the oil and the natural, uh, the dependency on oil in the U.S., how that's tying in with Afghanistan and what's going on there. 
And then we also get into the budget with the infrastructure and the $3.5 trillion budget as well. So we talk about a lot of stuff. You're not going to miss all of it, so listen to it here. We'll have we'll play part of that interview at the bottom of the hour, and then we'll have the extended special feature podcast uploaded on any of your favorite podcasting downloadable sites. And you can listen to both the show and that special feature. You can find us, by the way, all on our social media at Hoosier Reason, H-O-O-S-E-R, Reason, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, OurFreedomBook.com, and the website at HoosierReason.com. You can also find the podcast, as we mentioned, on any of your favorite podcasting sites at The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. All right, with all that out of the way, are you selfish? I really want you to think about it for a second while you're driving home from work, while you're maybe working, while you're sitting at home, whatever you're doing. Think about, are you a selfish individual? Do you help out others if you have the opportunity to help out? Do you help others even if you have the means or non-means to help other individuals out? If you see someone on the side of the road, do you help them change their tire if they don't know how to do so? I apologize for my generation that wears the man buns and the skinny jeans that pretend to know how to do really manly things, but yet they don't know how to change the tire on the side of the road. I apologize for them. I get it. I'm a millennial. It's my generation, but I know how to change a damn tire. Just throwing that out there. My little beef, and I'm going to move on. Are you selfish? Because this is the latest personal, cultural, philosophical, religious, spiritual, political war that goes on. This is the way they attack conservatism at its core. Because what do we believe as conservatives? We don't believe in the groupthink. We don't believe in identity politics that you're boxed into this little corner because, well, you're a minority descent, so therefore you must be in this little box and you must live this way and you must have this culture and you must you know, vote this certain way and you must live this certain lifestyle. We don't believe in that. As conservatives, we believe in individualism. We don't care, again, about your identity. We don't care about your sexual orientation, gender identification, skin color, origin, whatever. We don't care. You have... The greatest opportunity on the face of the earth by living in the United States, which is the streets paid with gold, the opportunity for everyone. You have opportunity in this nation, unlike any other nation, to succeed. This is what we believe as conservatives. As you as American conservative Republicans, or even just more so conservatives because Republicans don't necessarily go for this a lot of times either. We believe not as the group think. We believe not as the identity politics. We believe not as the safety net. We don't believe in the... Uh, nannyism from the government that we can't do it because we're oh so a victim, so therefore the government must do something from us. We believe in individualism. The decisions you make have a cause and effect, have a repercussion. They don't believe that on the other side. Health is a prime example with the COVID pandemic right now. If you sit at home, you don't exercise, you don't get up and walk around, you don't raise your heart rate a little bit, you don't eat the proper foods, but yet you sit at home You get the food stamp card, and I'm not saying this is a generalization for everybody on food stamps in any way, shape, or form, because people not on food stamps do this as well. But you sit at home, you don't do anything, you don't walk around, you eat the bad food, and then you have a heart problem. Whose fault is that? It's yours, because you made that personal decision. I'm not judging anyone here. I'm using this as the example, because what happens when you need the heart issue? Then you go to the doctor. Can you afford a heart transplant, or can you afford the triple bypass to try and clear out your cholesterol because you had a really bad poor diet, you didn't exercise, you didn't clean that out of your system? According to the left, you're a victim of society, and because now you can't afford the triple bypass, so therefore we need universal health care in order to cover that procedure. It's society's fault. It's not your fault. You can do whatever you want to. 
You can, you know, do the condom snorting challenge. You can do the Tide Pod eating challenge. It's on social media. You can have relations with other individuals and get them pregnant and then be like, oh, oh, no, I guess we'll just need an abortion because we've lost the concept of consequences of our actions. We've lost the idea of cause and effect. This is really, really hitting right to the core because now when you promote conservatism of the individual, what you do and the decisions you make have a ripple effect on your life and everybody else around you. That's selfish, apparently. There's a headline. The, the way I'm going with this is there's a headline from the BBC. Of course, that's from uh, from over yonder across the pond. But the BBC was really coming after my generation to a degree, but coming after selfishness because my generation is becoming, uh, you know, obviously, the woohoo stuff and the meditation. How dare you do that with the mental health? I don't know. There's a mental health crisis right now. We talk about guns. We talk about Second Amendment and firearms. And Republicans say, wait a second, there's a mental health issue. People actually need a firearm because we need to defend ourselves. While the other side says, wow, look, there's a mental health issue. There's crazy people with guns. Let's take the guns away. Not addressing the real issue, just putting the Band-Aid over the gaping hole. And then hoping that it actually heals itself with not addressing the mental health issue. So a lot of individuals have turned to meditation, self-reflection. Trying to heal oneself internally, whether you agree with it, whether you like that style or not, I don't, it's up to you. Do whatever you want to. If you've ever meditated, don't meditate. I don't care. The BBC now has come out. Mindfulness is said to do many things for the psyche. It can increase our self-control, sharpen our concentration, and extend out our working memory and boost our mental flexibility. Okay, so far I don't see anything wrong with this stuff. With practice, we should become less emotionally reactive, allowing us to deal with our problems more calmly. One benefit, this is according to the BBC article again, one benefit that you might not expect to gain, however, is heightened egotism. Yet a recent study suggested in some contexts, practicing mindfulness can really exaggerate some people's selfish tendencies. With their increased inward focus, they seem to forget about others and are less willing to help those in need. This finding alone should not be a cause for you to cease meditating, according to the article, but if but uh, if you do find it useful in other ways, but it adds to a growing body of research suggesting that mindfulness training can have an undesirable effect, side effect, as well as potential benefits, and many psychologists now believe that the potentially negative consequences of certain meditative practices should be advertised alongside the hype. That if you're mindful, looking inward to try and solve your issues, whether you're praying, whether you're just meditating to calm the mind, whether you're trying to work something out, whether you're trying to calm your blood pressure because you're really angry at Joe Biden and the stupid decisions coming out of Washington, D.C., we need to have our meditative moment for a minute here on The Voice Reason as well. (laughs) It doesn't matter. To them, now they've hit at the core. Just like conservatism, which is lumped in, Mindfulness. We have a mental health issue in the nation. And what does every psychologist say? To be able to process your stuff, you find a higher power, you meditate internally, you calm your mind, you work through your problems, you figure out what's a priority and whether it's worth getting worked up about or not worth getting worked up about. You work through these issues to be more mindful about your area around you to be able to look at it through a different perspective. That's a mental health training that everybody talks about. But now it's selfish. Because you have less tendency to help other individuals, which I have not heard that in any way, shape, or form. That's really stupid. But according to them, that's what the science is saying. Progressives have been using this concept for a long time. Because if you have a mental health issue and you're working on self-care, you're selfish. 
Even society looks at it that way. If you try to take a day off from work and say, you know what, I need a mental health day. I just need a day to recoup. I need a day just to sit in my jammies and watch a movie and just take a nap. I need a mental health. It's been stressful at work. I just need a mental health. You're selfish. You got duties to perform. You got things to do. Get your butt back in that office and do what you need to do because how dare you try and take a day off? With COVID, prime example. Perfect example, COVID, you need the vaccine. Mandatory vaccines, mandatory vaccine cards need to prove you got the vaccine. Now, wait a second. Is it stopping the spread? Well, no, because there's variants, okay? What's it doing? Well, it's helping you get less ill. But what if I take that into my personal health choices and I choose to try and boost my my health a different way? Well, then you're selfish because you could be spreading the virus. You're spreading the virus with the vaccine too. Don't tell me that. Because you're racist and you're bigoted and you're selfish and just don't care about humanity. They now have taken the personal health decision away from not allowed to make your own personal health decisions. You have to do what they tell you to because they know better than you. Healthcare in general, like the example that we had before. I feel like not eating anything healthy. I feel like eating, you know, greasy burgers and wings and Cheetos all the time and then not working out. So then when I gain weight and then I have a heart attack, then you know what? It's not my fault. It's society's fault. I can't afford that. I need universal health care to cover my expenses. Conservatism. I want to succeed. I want to do what I need to do to take care of my family so I can get out of debt. I can be financially successful. I can join the career and do the career that I actually want to do. I want to succeed in life and properly take care of my family. Well, you're selfish because now you're not paying enough taxes and you're leaving other people behind because they're victims of society. Conservatism, selfish. Personal success is selfish. How dare you try to branch out from the crowd and do your own thing and grow and expand and prosper? You need to do it for the general good, for the general community. Conservatism, to them, is selfish. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information 
at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I got to give the progressives credit. I mean, they know exactly how to hit right to the heart. They know exactly what to do to try and get the appeal of the young generation. They know how to appeal to them the best way they possibly I mean, they're they're masters at it, which is why we need to find new ways for as conservatives that are the, you know, the crusty old white guy is what they try to portray us as. We got to find new ways to promote conservative values because they know how to hit them right to the heart. My generation more so I think then really at least generations above me are really into the mindfulness and the meditation and the trying to focus and clear the mind and sort of thing, uh, whether it's kind of the woo woo kind of whatever, or whether it's truly for mental health or whatever it is, whether it just makes you feel good or whether it's your way of prayer. I don't really care uh, whatever you believe in religious wise or spiritually, but there's an increase in people that try to do these things. So what does the progressive do? They come around and they try and say what you're doing is wrong and it's bad because you're looking inward, you're looking to yourself, you're looking to a higher power, you're doing all this. What you're not doing is you're not looking to the government. And that's a problem for us because we need you to look towards the government to solve your issues because that's what we're here to do. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. You know those quotes. That's what they're trying to go after. They're trying to, again, belittle, demonize, and scare individuals. By saying that you taking care of your mental health is selfish. By you trying to look at your health in general is selfish. By you making your own decisions outside of listening to the quote-unquote experts on CNN and MSNBC uh, on COVID-19, you doing your own health decision is selfish. You're not doing it for the common good. You're not doing it for the general welfare. We like the general welfare clause. I love the progressives. They don't look at the Constitution in any way, shape, or form, except for when it's an opportunity to try and use and utilize and take advantage of the general welfare clause by saying, ah, it's for the general welfare. It's welfare for the general common good. Socialism, which is against the Constitution, by the way, but that's what they try to say. So therefore, it's okay. But if you go against that, how dare you do that? Conservatism. Trying to do something individually, not doing it as the collective, not doing it as part of that identity box we need to put you in, but doing it as you branching off and doing your own thing. That's selfish. You can't do that. Capitalism, free markets, laissez-faire, anti-government involved in the private sector, allowing a business to actually grow without a lot of red tape, without a lot of taxes, trying to grow, you know, creating a product to the general public with a consumer product that they like, which is why you do well and you can hire more people and you can grow and you can be successful again, taking care of your family. That To the other side, that's selfish. Circling all the back around to that personal health, the stress of the day, stress of the world, things that concern you, things that bother you, taking care of your family, guys that have mental breakdowns but yet don't want to talk about it because they have the stress to take care 
of that household and that family. Little kids that they want to make sure they're raising properly. The wife that they want to make sure that they're taking care of properly. Or the woman as well, going to work or being that homebody. Whatever you do, taking care of that little one. Am I educating them right? Am I teaching them right and wrong? Am I properly taking care of the husband? Are we working as a team here? That's a lot of stress. The work of the day, the grind of the day traumatic events that happen in your life, then you try to sit, you try to meditate, you try to clear, you try to pray, you try to focus on you for a minute. Taking that mental health day, you're now selfish because of those studies. They hit directly at the core. It's mind-boggling how successful the progressives and the left-wingers are trying to come right at the core of what we try to do when we branch off. Uh, We've seen tons of examples worldwide Uh, People getting sick and tired of the centralized government. We see down in what Argentina, where they're trying to get rid of the liberal progressive socialism, trying to bring in conservatives, trying to limit that size of government. We see the European Union being broken up. We're seeing the UK breaking out of the EU. We see us going with Trump the last few years prior to Joe Biden, trying to break up that centralized government and get back down to local politics. We're trying to break away from the collective and go back to the individual. The pendulum is swinging the other way and the desperation from the left is hilarious to watch because whether it's in your personal life, whether it's your spiritual life, whether it's in the world of politics, no matter what, we're seeing a dynamic paradigm change and they're desperate to hang on to the power they have. So what do they do? They go further to that side taking away the opportunity to where you're unable to swing it back to the individual and individual liberties. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th Congressional District out of the state of Ohio as he's on the line with us today. Congressman, how are you, my friend? Great. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. It is such a weird time, and it's a frustrating time, I know, especially for you guys. There's a lot I want to talk about, so I want to jump right into it. Obviously, the big news this week has been the news out of Afghanistan. We've had uh, President Joe Biden pulling troops out, which, I mean, uh, we were out there 20 years maybe didn't need to be out there for 20 full years. It was kind of a wreck anyways, kind of a disaster of us being involved that long. However, the way we pulled out is probably the worst way we possibly could have pulled out. We have the Taliban taking over within a matter of hours. I mean, this just looks like a complete disaster, doesn't it? Well, it is. And it's all because of Joe Biden. You know, the uh, even at his White House press 
uh, secretaries and everybody who's speaking for him. Because first of all, I, I just find it hard to believe the president was at Camp David by himself when this is all going down. Then he goes back to Camp David and just finally got back to, to the White House. I can't, I can't believe that in a situation like this, that the commander in chief shouldn't be at the control. And uh, when you think about what's happened is that, first of all, who, how, who do you make this decision with? Because yeah. they, they said that they planned for all contingencies. Well, now we're finding out they it was specifically asked, and they answered truthfully yesterday at the White House, did he talk to anybody around the world? Not <laughs> one world leader. Now, you're finding reports today that you know, across Europe and NATO, they are furious. These have been people that... You know, as uh, uh, George Bush back in 2001 went and got on the phone to get them all on board to go in there to clean up Afghanistan to make sure they weren't going to have any more 9-11 attacks on America. And uh, so he, he didn't talk to the Europeans. Did he talk to our military? Did he talk to the people on the ground? Did he talk to anybody in the intelligence committee? It started to sound like he talked to nobody in Congress. And then all the other issues with you know again with the contingencies that they said they thought of they they, they planned for that they planned uh, uh, about the fifteen thousand Americans being stranded there, you know that you know could be up twenty thousand or more Afghans who helped us uh, during these past twenty years whose lives are on the line. Did he have a contingency about you know this just goes on and on about. What about all the military equipment? Now, these people are going to be one of the best armed that they are. And now they were showing on the news last night, they're not carrying AKs anymore. They're carrying M16s. And then the final part you have to think about is this. Did he plan for the contingency that since he opened up our southern border and uh, now we have 40% of our uh, border patrol offline because of him having to do paperwork, that now we could have Taliban and other terrorists crossing the border? Because, you know, the American military philosophy is this. We want to fight the bad guys over there, not here. Right. So, so much for his contingencies. Well, yeah, it's pathetic because if he says he was planning for all contingencies, he then admitted in the same speech when he announced it to the American public was that, yeah, you know what? The Taliban took over a little bit quicker than we anticipated. So, obviously... They didn't strategize a whole lot about this, and you nailed it right on the head because we talked about this earlier as well. Our concern now is our home front. We have the Department of Homeland Security concerned about the anniversary of September 11th coming up in just a few weeks here in the country. We're concerned about another potential terrorist attack on that anniversary at the same time that the Taliban now is gaining power over there, that we have a weakened immigration system with people coming across our border illegally, not knowing who they are. We've already caught some terrorists trying to cross the border over the last year. I mean, this is now a major threat to the United States uh, on our bo- on our very own home borders, along with the lack of influence that we now have over in the Middle East because of them gaining, gaining power again. Well, and again, you have to remember that around the world, look who, look who our adversaries are. Communist China, Russia. If you don't think they are gleeful over this, they're, they're going to think, boy, we can't wait to talk to this guy. He's a, you know, he's a pushover. And uh, so now we're in a real situation that uh, we are weakened with our allies. We're weakened with people that have to, that only understand strength when you're negotiating with them. And, you know, we have to remember, we had 2,500 troops there. And, you know, thankfully, we had not had a, ca- a combat casualty in over a year and a half in Afghanistan. A wow. year and a half. And, uh, you know, people have to remember, 
We've kept the peace around the world by keeping a force in Europe. We've been there for 76 years after World War II, 76 years in Japan after World War II. We've been over, you know, over 70 years. And uh, when you're thinking about uh, uh, in, in Korea that we've been there, and people have got to remember, do you think the North Koreans would not have just invaded South Korea again if we had not been there? Yeah. But, you know, th- we have forces around the world. And we have to remember, we've kept the bad guys there. Right. This, you know, and so when all of a sudden, well, it's time to get out. Well, the Afghans had been fighting, and they've been taking casualties. But, you know, when you take away the air base that's going to help with their close air support, all of a sudden, they have nothing. And now, now what we have given is the Taliban back, uh, you know, all this equipment that uh, is going to be used against who? And let's face it, they hate the United States. They were chanting death to the United States. You know, Israel has got to be feeling very threatened again. And so here we go. Yeah, here we go. Last question on this before we move on. But I want to ask, I mean, uh, over the last two days, we've heard our media, the American media, actually reporting on the comments from the Taliban after they've taken over, saying that they're going to not prosecute those that fought against them over the last 20 years. They're going to treat women with you, uh, treat them humanely and so on and so forth. And I've laughed yet been have been terribly said and angered the fact that the media is reporting this and saying, well, that's what the Taliban's saying, so therefore maybe we don't have a humanitarian crisis on our hands. Maybe we don't have to worry because at least the Taliban's telling us they're not going to go around and start just uh, you know, just prosecuting people and murdering people uh, because of their, uh, their terrorist activity. Yet for the last four years, no matter what Donald Trump said, they wouldn't believe a single word that he said. So now we have our own mainstream media in America trusting a terrorist organization on their word of what they're going to do over even believing a former president of the United States. I find it kind of ironic. Well, you're absolutely correct. I and mean, one of the things, though, that they, you know, the Taliban are saying what they're going to do, they said they will treat women under Sharia law. And people better go back and read what that is. Yeah. And so uh, that's, you know, that's something that uh, people have got to understand. And uh, so, we again, we are in a situation that um, uh, we could be watching all these terrorists going back in. And then how how is a Joe Biden going to go around the world and say, well, we got a problem in, in Afghanistan again. we got to do something. You're, <laughs> can you help us, NATO? Yeah. I don't think so, because he stabbed him in the back. What a mess. It's going to be an ongoing mess for a while. And hopefully, I mean, the biggest concern is we have right now is the threat to American health. They have this technology. They have these weapons. They have this power again. I don't know why we just didn't go in like uh, Donald Trump did before with Al Qaeda in Iraq and just go in with some of the major missiles, blow up some of the underground tunnels, put them in the deepest, darkest corner. So even if we did pull out, it would take a while for them to rebuild because it didn't sound like we've done that with the Taliban over there for a while. We're talking with Congressman Bob Latta, 5th District of Ohio. Let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about our dependency on the Middle East. Obviously, we were energy independent in America during the Trump era. Within the first six months of the Biden administration, we're now not energy independent. We're now needing to buy oil from OPEC and from other countries in the Middle East again for some reason. How is that going to be affected with what's going on in Afghanistan as well? Well, I'm a member of the Energy and Commerce Committee, and I've been on the committee since uh, 2010, so for over 11 years, and really watched the United States change 
from being dependent from around the world to becoming what we like to say North American independent when it comes to energy. And when you think of what we were able to do with di- with uh, fracking and everything else, that we, you know, when we were told we, we that the United States no longer had natural gas, we now we we can we're the world's leader in natural gas production. We're we can outproduce Saudi Arabia, we can outproduce Russia. But this administration, the Democrats, the liberals, and the socialists have done what? Oh, we can't do that. We we've got to d- destroy American energy. So what have they done? You know, the, the, the administration. Is pulling back the leases that are on uh, federal land. And again, just think about some of these states out west. You know, you have 50, 60, 70, 75 percent of the land is owned by you and me as the, you know, the U.S. taxpayers. Uh, you know, the federal government, we can, we have leases, offshore leases. But now they're making it more uh, difficult for them. They're making it more difficult for our, our energy producers in this country to go out and find that energy and then to produce it because they're saying, well, we have clean energy. But let's just think about this. Joe Biden killed the Keystone Pipeline on day one, 830,000 barrels of oil a day coming in the United States from who? Our friends in Canada. They're like our cousins, for Pete's sake. Then, so what, and then what's Joe Biden then do? He says, we're going to take the sanctions off. So that uh, Nord Stream 2, which is Soviet, Soviet, I was trying to say Russian, it's hard to not say the two sometimes, but Russian uh, energy to come into Europe. And, the, and a lot of our uh, Central Europeans and Eastern Europeans would rather have U.S. Uh, energy because they know it's, it's reliable. They're not going get to sh- get shut off. But when you allow the Russians to be able to produce, then not Americans to produce. And then what's the president's do last week? Joe Biden, with the greatest hypocrisy, then turns around as OPEC, who usually is a, does everything it possibly can to hurt us with pricing. And what do they do? He says, can you guys produce more oil? Unbelievable. Okay, somebody's got to take, maybe, maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe somebody can explain it to me. You know, <laughs> maybe it's plain as day in front of me. But I don't get it. I, this this is this is just making America dependent on people that don't like us and sending our tax our tax dollars and our hard earned cash overseas to do this stuff. Yeah. And so I shouldn't probably say taxes, but you know it's American dollars going overseas. But at the same time, it's it's a, it's, it's, it's a disaster. So I shouldn't say tax dollars, but American dollars and American jobs because. Look at all the jobs in the energy sector that we're losing right now because of Joe Biden. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back, and we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Last segment goes by way too fast here on The Voice of Reason, radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you and love you to death for tuning in each and every day. Thank you for that. Podcast number still killing it. Live stream doing well. You can always email us at network at gmail.com. You can also visit the website at HoosierReason.com. Thanks again to Congressman Bob Latta coming on the program. Always great to chat with him. Now, as we mentioned, that was a shortened part of the interview. That was like 11 minutes out of the 20-minute interview. He had some really solid content. Awesome. So we're going to have the rest of it as a special episode, special edition. Additional podcasts will upload to the podcasting site right after the show so you can hear the full show again, and you can listen to another one with the entire interview with him as we talk more about the oil and natural gas stuff. And we talk about OPEC. We also talk about the infrastructure plan, the budget bill, the uh, devastation economically, what's going to happen. So be prepared and uh, let's buckle down because this is where it hits down. But remember, look, they're looking at absurd taxes in this bill, in these plans, because while they want you to focus on how evil things are going on in the Middle East, and which, by the way, I have to laugh because while he says that they were looking at all the contingencies uh, for what could happen in Afghanistan with their uh, pullout there, at the same time, we had the media yesterday reporting that the Taliban says the Taliban said that they would not prosecute anyone that fought against them. They would respect women's rights under, of course, Islamic law, which is, if you don't know, Sharia law, which is kind of insane because that does not give women right in any way, shape or form. And the same day that they said that, that they would be respecting women's rights and that they would not be prosecuting those that fought against them over there because now the Taliban runs and runs everything and now has all the military equipment that we gave the Afghani military that just like cowered and ran away because they apparently didn't know how to use it after 20 years of practice. That's kind of cute. The same day they report that they're actually going to respect individuals and not do a massive forceful uh, take over and just start killing people that, that fought against them. Here's the headline for the New York Post. Taliban kills a woman for not wearing a burqa on the same day that they vow to honor the women's rights. Now, again, they wanted to vow to honor women's rights under Sharia law, which means they have no rights and you can sell them off at like the age of 13 to start having kids and they have to cover their entire body. And if they don't, then they're, you know, you know what? We get to stone them to death and we have no problem with this. And 
you just get to abuse them essentially and do whatever you want to. But yeah, they already killed a woman for not wearing a burqa. Another headline we saw, according to Breitbart.com, was that they've killed a couple of women already as well for having a Bible app on their phones and reading the Bible because you can't be doing that because you are an evil infidel and we need to kill you now. So, I still go back to the point where I laughed that the media boasted about the Taliban wanting to respect women's rights and actually wanting to not go after and prosecute people that fought against them and disagreed with them, and then just a day later they're not. But the media... By golly, they were hopeful. They were hopeful to really salvage the Biden administration's legacy by coming out and saying, well, we, you know, it's not going to be as bad as what conservatives and Republicans say. It's not going to be as evil as what they're trying to portray it actually to be. It's really not going to be that bad. Look, they're trying to say they're doing good things. And then this happens because, again, the media trusted the Taliban more than they trusted Donald Trump. No matter what Donald Trump said, if he said the sky was blue, they called him a racist against the color red. That's the way they went after him. That's what they did every single day. But yet a terrorist organization like the Taliban makes a statement and they run with it and run with the media all day long. I find it ironic. At the same time, uh, Congressman Bob Letta did talk about the infrastructure and budget bill which I really hope you listen to that podcast with the extension of that interview because I find it fascinating. He's going to send me, actually, their office is sending me some of the bullet points of other things in the bill that the media is not talking about. For example, if you own large portions of land, maybe you own a farm in the mid-America region, maybe you own some land in really anywhere in the country, do you know what they're trying to do to find more revenue to pay for all of this garbage, the massive socialist takeover? Do you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to increase the death tax to calculate all of the property value sales tax from the point that you purchased the land. Even if it's a family land from 100 years ago, they're trying to add all the property value tax rates up from all those years, calculate it into one big lump sum, and add that on top of the 40% death tax you have to pay currently right now if you hand that property to the next generation. Just one of the nice little cute little tax increases they're trying to put in there in this $3.5 trillion budget bill that no one's talking about. We'll have more information as their office continues to send us more stuff internally. All of that because, again, putting that nice little bow on it today, if you do things for yourself or for your family to look out for yourself or for your family, you're selfish. You shouldn't own that. You shouldn't have that. That is the common good. It is for the general welfare. It is for the greater good of the community. The fact that you have that private property that's owned for you, that's more than somebody else, you're selfish. Selfish! If you're conservative, we hate you. You're selfish! Now give us everything because we deserve it more than you. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. 
And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.